From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. Welcome to the Inez Says Podcast. Scott Inez with you today. Thank you so much for being with me. You can check me out on the radio each and every day on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Outside of Orlando, go ahead and download that WDBO app. It's a great app. And you can check me out on the pod, of course, the Inez Says Podcast. You can find it most everywhere you get your podcast, including Spotify, the WDBO app, and WDBO.com. Well, we here on the Inez Says Podcast love chatting with Brian Kilmeade. You can hear Brian every weekday on WDBO 107.3 FM at AM 580 in Orlando, 9 to noon. Brian, of course, of Fox News fame. And earlier, we talked with Brian about what else? Afghanistan, a story that has dominated the news cycle over the last three weeks or so. Here's that chat now. This Afghanistan story is still sucking all the oxygen out of the news cycle. I I just uh, told our listeners that President Biden says that it was an extraordinary success. We're talking about the withdrawal. I'm just wondering if he was watching the same withdrawal that we were all watching here in the United States of America, Brian. Unbelievable. Uh, Defiant, uh, inaccurate, much like all his description leading up to the evacuation. The, uh, you know, we... uh, the Afghan army will be fine. Uh, they have 300,000 well-trained. They're the most well-equipped army in the world. Uh, they will. Uh, they, he is not convinced that the Taliban will take over the country. That was wrong. Then we find out, according to Reuters' report, he knew it was wrong. He told Ghana, he said, the perception is that you guys are losing. Change the perception. And General Milley said something very similar. He said, you know, change the perception. And Ghana, he said, according to the transcripts, not denied by the administration, I need air cover. You just got to give me some air cover and we'll be okay. And he refused. And he said outside forces, Ghani says outside forces in Pakistan are organizing and supplying. He said, you know, we need outside forces help. So they had no command and control. They had no air cover. They had no spirit. Ghani isn't a military leader. He might even be a crook. It sounds like it. But at the same time, he didn't want to lose. And they're just worried about perceptions and telling us they'll be fine. So he's totally saying something that uh, it's not dementia. It's not that he's 78 years old. It's not that he didn't put the wrong prompter in the copy. He knows he was not telling the truth yesterday. And he thinks we forgot what he said on July 8th. And July 8th is the Afghan army will be fine. And, and we know that his secretary of state said that the Ghani government will not fall on, will not be fall, uh, fall on a Friday be hit on a Friday and fall on a Monday. It fell on Sunday. And he broke his promise to to stay in Afghanistan until every American had been evacuated. There are Americans left. There are still Afghans who want to get the heck out left. There's a matter of fact, uh, then Senator Joe Biden, his translator back in 08, when he got stranded in a snowstorm there is still there. So what what's going to happen to these people, Brian? Well, you know, uh, that, you know that phrase, only 10% of Americans left behind? That goes down, that's legendary. I'm sure <laughs> MacArthur said something similar at West Point in, in a famous speech. Yeah. Or was it Patton? No. I forgot, only 10% left behind, and we told you 19 times to go. Mm. No, where do you get that number from? Yeah. Not one person was evacuated outside Kabul. And in Kabul, they got to the gate and couldn't get out. Does he not know that we're reporting this? that even other stations committed to making sure he gets four more years are reporting this. 
because they, they, to a degree, have to sleep at night and know this is not politics. This is life and death and an international perception. So people are reporting that he's full of it. And now you have his Afghan interpreter. Did you read the story in the Wall Street Journal? I'm sure you got enough to do. But in the Wall Street Journal, they chronicle what this guy Muhammad did. Mm-hmm. Essentially, he was so trusted at Bagram Air Base, they'd give him guns. And he would go out on missions with them. And not only tell them and interpret for them, but actually be able to negotiate things for them, but actually fight with them. Then word gets out that these senators have been forced down. So they get in the car and they travel for hours. He locates them and then stands on one side. The 82nd stands on the other and they guard the chopper as they try to get it back together and get it up in the air for 30 hours in the Afghan winter, which people tell me is absolutely brutal, for 30 hours. Mm. They get him up, they take a picture, they come back. Now he says, I'm running for my life. Me and my family are hiding. Uh, And he finds his way to talk to Anderson Cooper and says, I know the guy that I met will get me out. Really? (laughs) That guy that you met said, you know, I told you 19 times to get out. Too bad. Too bad is right. You, You mentioned the other stations. It's interesting to see some of the typically friendly media types go off on on Biden now. Heck, even Martha Raddatz of ABC blasted the speech by the president yesterday. So if you have a friendly media now turning here, Brian, that that's not a good sign for a president who has appeared to be out to lunch during this whole thing. Yeah, he does. I mean, just saying inaccurate things uh, and making speeches, and then they try to clean it up for him and then hope we forget. They believe this is a news cycle. They believe, wow, that Afghanistan is a negative story, but the $3.5 trillion, which is really $5.1 trillion, that'll be a good one. And then the bipartisan deal of $1.2 trillion, that'll be a good one. And then, you know, we'll uh, pass some judges, and then we'll see if Breyer uh, retires, and then we'll pass that. And then the American people with short-term memory loss will not even remember Afghanistan. They're just glad we got out. Right. I don't think so. I just don't think so, because too many people from too many different parties and too many generations said, really, I'm missing a leg for this? It really went well. You're lying. Uh, The Afghan army, telling us there's no terror threat there. I've got to focus on the reestablishment of the caliphate, ISIS in Syria, and al-Shabaab in Nigeria. Now you're worried about that? We already have small-sided forces in those countries looking at that thing. He didn't even know we had troops in Syria. We still do. And now we watch the al-Qaeda, the right-hand man of Osama bin Laden, was invited back to Kabul yesterday and appeared. And he sat in there right next to the new Taliban government. When they were told explicitly in the Trump deal, there'll be no association with al-Qaeda, and they swore to it. So it shows a conditions base that Trump would never have tolerated. Who got blamed yesterday for it? So tell me what is more important than stop ISIS, ISIS-K, and al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. There's not another country as dangerous. He could, eat, he could make an accurate case not to leave. And some people would go, oh, my God, you know, he said he was going to leave, but he didn't. But he's like, listen, when I became president, this is the number one uh, problem. Just like, for example, I thought Trump was draconian on the, on the border, but we're in a pandemic, and it was actually effective, so i got to leave it in place. Maybe AOC won't come to his Christmas party, but that would be the fallout. But the alternative happens. He lets everybody in in the middle of a pandemic, and places like Texas are being overrun with the virus, but we're told there's no linkage there. What about culpability? I mean, the president, the general, civilian leaders, uh, the president keeps saying the buck stops with him, and, and he proceeds to blame Trump and Afghan forces and what 
whatnot. But it, is anybody going to be held accountable for the incompetence that we've seen over the last few weeks? You know, I saw the 90 general said that Milley should resign and Austin should resign, but it's got to come from uh, it's got to come from Biden. And unless his numbers still tank at you know they're right now at 38 percent when it comes to this Afghanistan thing and his approval has dropped below 50 for the first time, those numbers stay down and they realize that to get him up they got to be fired. He'd do it, but right now I don't think he does. Appreciate Brian Kilmeade for climbing aboard the Inez Says podcast today. That will do it for the pod today, episode number 140 in the books. Appreciate you being here. I will see you next time.